Cal Yafai against Chocolatito, Roman Gonzalez, Julio Cesar Martinez against Jay Harris for the WBC Flyweight Championship, Israel Madrimov, Joseph Parker. This is, I believe, the strongest fight card of the year, potentially the strongest fight card that we've ever put on in boxing, live on DAZN this Saturday from the Ford Center in Frisco. Of course, we had the press conference yesterday. We've got the weigh-in tomorrow and today, a couple of very important press conferences. Firstly, the welcoming to the professional ranks of one of the top young fighters in the sport, Mark Castro, which will be followed um, coming up by, excuse me, gentlemen, excuse me, gentlemen, please. Thank you, Dino, thank you. Uh, which will be followed by Pro Grey against Hooker, a uh, fantastic fight announced earlier today, April 17th, at the MGM National Harbour. And it gives me great pleasure to, as I said, introduce Mark Castro to the team. Two-time world youth champion, um, 17, 16-time, 17-time national champion. Um, this is a guy that everybody wanted in the sport of boxing. This is a guy that when we came to America a couple of years ago, people said, the one you want is Mark Castro. And that's why I call him the one. And I said something very interesting to him yesterday. I said, we need to determine your nickname. And he said, I would like the public to determine my nickname. And I like that. 20 years of age, great head on his shoulder. What a fighter. What a talent. And this is just another member of this incredible young team of fighters that we have. The great Diego Pacheco. I see you. Just walked into the room. Don't worry, you haven't got to come and talk. 8-0, seven knockouts. He boxes at the weekend. Alexis Espino. On the card as well, Ammo Williams, Raymond Ford, Otha Jones, Rashat Matty, Nikita Rababi. The list is endless, and Mark knows all these guys. We have unquestionably the best young team of fighters, in my opinion, ever assembled in a promotional company globally. And for me, that's the passion that we have, taking these young fighters all the way to the top. When we sign fighters coming out of the London Olympics, out of the Rio Olympics, Look specifically at the 2012 Olympic Games in London. Anthony Joshua took him, of course, from the professional debut to the Unified Heavyweight World Championship. Also on the card this week, Cal Yafai took him from the professional debut to the WBA World Championship. Callum Smith took him from the professional debut to the WBA and Ring Magazine Championship. Luke Campbell took him from gold medal in the London Games onto challenging for the world title against Vasily Lomachenko and again shortly in April as well. And from the Rio games, look at the stars that are coming through now. Josh Kelly with a huge fight coming up. Joshua Boazzi, in my opinion, one of the best young talents in the sport. Joe Caldina, so many more. That's the passion that we have for developing young fighters. And when I spoke to Mark Castro, I told him, this path is so clear for you. We will give you opportunities to box every single month all around the world. His first fight will be announced shortly, potentially on this card behind us, and then we'll be taking him to the UK, perhaps for the Usyk Chisora fight, but probably for the big Anthony Joshua fight in front of 70,000 people in London. Then we'll look to take him to Saudi Arabia in July. This is about building a global star, and that's so important. There's, there's many more markets than the UK and the US. The US will be his base. He will have a massive US fan base, a massive Mexican fan base as well. But to become a global star, that building process starts now. It's not about building you once you become a world champion. It's about resonating with fans in different international markets around the world. And we have the broadcast partners and the ability to do that. And we look forward to making Mark Castro a global star. We're going to hear from Mark soon, but the man that always 
does the best job of extracting as much money out of me as possible. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best managers in the game today. Um, remember meeting Keith Connolly when we came over two and a half, three years ago. He was really the first guy that put his trust into us when we signed Daniel Jacobs at the time on a big HBO deal. And from there, we've worked together on a number of big fights from, of course, Daniel Jacobs winning the World Championship against Sergei Derevchenko, his other charge, to landing him that monstrous fight with Canelo Alvarez. Other fights with Sergei Derevchenko with a fight of the year contender against Gennady Golovkin. And I know that Keith and Lou still rib me about that, thinking they should have got the decision that night. But no, this is a guy who always gets the best for his fighters. He's someone that's emotionally invested in his fighters as well and does a very good job for them. So Keith, firstly, welcome. Delighted to be working with you with Mark Castro, a wonderful young talent. Uh, thank you, Eddie. Uh, I'm really excited to be working with Eddie on Mark Castro. Mark Castro was the one guy in the amateurs that I really targeted over the last 12 months. Uh, pound for pound, he's the best amateur in the US system. I think he's also gonna have a huge Mexican fan base, huge Mexican-American fan base, which is uh, big in boxing. And I couldn't ask for a better partner than Eddie Hearn. I know he's gonna put 150%. Uh, he's, in my opinion, the greatest promoter in the world right now. So there, you know, every promoter was after Mark, every manager was after Mark, and I'm just so excited that me and Eddie were the ones to land him. So uh, I guess without further ado, we should pass the microphone to uh, the man of the hour, Mark Castro. Mark Castro, welcome. Your first press conference as a professional. You look a million dollars. We don't know what the nickname's gonna be. Hollywood Mark, I don't know, whatever it's gonna be, but. What a time for you, what a moment, about to start your transition to the professional game. Uh, thank you. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to thank God for being in this position. Without him, nothing is possible. And uh, my family have an unbelievable support system. And for Keith Conley and um, Eddie Hearn for getting this deal done and for us to, this is the start of a great career. Obviously, you've achieved so much as an amateur. Now, how much are you looking forward to that transition? You've seen some of your other teammates make that transition recently, but you feel like you have the style and, and this is the right time for you to turn pro. I feel like it was a great opportunity with you in the zone and matchroom to turn pro. And I feel like it was the best for my career. And uh, I accomplished what I accomplished in the amateurs and I look to continue that success in the pros. I know you've got targets, you've got dreams. What are those dreams? Talking about starting in the featherweight division. We know a conversation we had yesterday where you talked about maybe going all the way up to 154 pound in time. But what are the dreams of Mark Castro working alongside Keith Connolly, Matchroom, and of course, Design? Well, the main thing is to inspire people and um, win world titles and go up to, I think I can go up to 154 eventually, but the main thing is to inspire people, to show them that anything is possible in this world, and just show them that the possibilities are endless if you work hard and you sacrifice in life. You probably don't know this, and a lot of people that have been in the game a long time will tell you, there has never been a better time to turn professional. More broadcasters, more opportunities than ever before. You're gonna be boxing on some of the biggest cards in America and also around the world as well, and obviously that's something that you're excited about too fight around the world. We know you've won world championships in Russia and you've boxed on the road a lot, but important to box in other territories as well. Yes, it's very important and it gets, it gets me excited because a lot of people can see my talent and eventually, like, once I get a world title, I, get a, I have a fan base all over the world. 
I think that, that fan base is going to come out and you're going to be a popular young fighter. What can they expect from Mark Castro style-wise? Like I said, we know that you can adapt and you've won tournaments around the world, but what are they going to see from Mark Castro as a pro? They're going to see a lot of t talent, footwork, speed, power, and just the ability, the ability to adjust to any opponent. And finally, met you, met your dad, met your wonderful family as well. Boxing's your life, isn't it? I mean, you know, we talk about the famous Canelo tagline, no boxing, no life. But for you and your dad, who's, I believe, trained you since the age of four, this is absolutely everything to you. Yes, this is everything for us. Um, everybody has sacrificed something in my family to, become in the, to be in this position. And it's all paying off, and I, gotta, I can't stop now. Well we, can't well, we can't wait to welcome you to the professional game, boxing all around the world over the next few years developing as a, a talent, developing as a brand, and making sure we map out the way for him to get to the very, very top, live and exclusively on the zone. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we should have a round of applause for the newly turned pro, Mark Castro. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. Of course, that was mine, my mistake. Mark would also like to say a few words in Spanish. I was going to do it for him, but I'll let him do it anyway. Uh, le quiero pedir gracias a Dios porque sin él nada es posible y luego uh, pedir gracias a mi familia porque todos sacrificamos algo para estar aquí y luego uh, gracias al señor Keith Conley y Eddie Hearn para este, esta, esta oportunidad. Ese es, va a ser una gran carrera. Gracias. I, I think that was, that was great words. Great words, Mark. Well done. Well done again and we're going to start the Hooker Pro Grey press comment shortly. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Oh, we might as well start while the chairs are coming up, because we're going to... Let me tell you a story about Lou Duval. Every time he go up against me, he lose. Tell us the, tell us the fights, this, Bomek. This is the, night, this is the time of change. Did y'all hear what I said? Every time he go up against me, he lose. Tell us the fights. And it's been going on for like 15 years now. Y'all think, y'all think, y'all think it's going to change now? Y'all think it's going to change now? Y'all think it's going to change now? The times are changing. Right, we're going to get underway because this is, this is, this is, uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Um, we're here, we obviously, we announced earlier today just a wonderful fight on the DAZN platform, April 17th, MGM National Harbour. Regis Progray against Maurice Hooker. For me, this seemed like an obvious fight, but actually it was a fight that I never expected to happen. Regis Progray coming off fight of the year contender for the unified WBA, IBF, super lightweight championship. Of course, Maurice Hooker with the win recently, but also in a brilliant fight with Jose Ramirez, which was another unification fight. This is everything that's right about boxing. This is everything that says two guys that want to get back to the top, two guys that now become in the most relevant fight in the division. Two guys that say, you know what? I'll win this fight. I'll take it. Two teams that say, we win this fight. We take it. And it's so refreshing, so refreshing to make a fight like this that actually the fans say, that's great. A loss does not define your career. And I think here we have an opportunity for two guys to get straight back to the top. And it's funny that, you know, after suffering defeats in unification bouts, let's remember that, this fight becomes the hottest fight in the division. We know that the winner of this fight also has one eye on the fight tomorrow night, Saturday night, Mikey Garcia. It's the fight these guys want. Devin Haney will be in town tomorrow. He's going to be moving to 140 very soon. There's massive, massive fights out there for both guys. So I'm going to start with Regis Progre. Regis, Welcome. You didn't want any tune-up fights after the Josh Taylor fight. You wanted straight back in. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to go straight back in. For me, that's what boxing is about. You know, it's about, it's about the best fighting the best. Um, a lot of people, they look at a loss and they kind of write you off and stuff like that. All oh, they want to get tune-up fights and stuff. For me, I don't want it. I don't want no tune-up fights. I want all, like, the hardest fights possible. Or the biggest fights, the hardest fights possible. Maurice Hooker is a former world champion. I'm a former world champion. So, like, for my last, like, two years or something like that, I've been fighting world champion, former world champion, or undefeated fighters. And it's like, it's no different right now. I want the same thing. I want, and that's why, you know, um, the idea came, I went to the press conference for, you know, Mikey and Jesse Vargas when they first announced and I told Eddie, you know, like, I want the winner. He said, what about Maurice Hooker? I was like, shit, let's do it. And that's why it's made right now. 
Obviously, you suffered that defeat in London. It was an absolute pleasure to promote that fight, one of the best fights I've seen live. How determined are you to come back from that defeat? How much did that defeat hurt? fight that was very, very close, could have gone either way, probably in your hometown or your country, you would have got that victory. But how much has that ignited the fire inside you to get back to the top and win world championship belts? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's everything for me right now. For me, like, this is a make or break type of fight, you know, like, after that, you know, I felt like I was the best in the world at one fight. I still feel like that, but now I, this is like a fight that's really going to prove it, you know. That's why, that's why I say I don't want no tune-up fights. I don't want no easy fights and stuff like that, because if I go fight an easy fight that I'm supposed to win, of course, people going to, you know, if I'm supposed to beat somebody, then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's supposed to do that. But this is a fight that, you know, like, if, if people say it's a pick and fight, you know, and I, you know, I win this and win in dominant fashion, then I'll be right back at the top. So that's what I want to be, you know, at the top. One thing that's surprised me is the confidence of both teams. Obviously, they always back their man, but it's you overheard Bomac talking in the media roundtable earlier that this is a one-sided fight. Mm -hmm. Luda Bella's told me multiple times, and so is Sam, that 100% you knock Maurice Hooker out on April the 17th. Mm -hmm. What kind of fight do you see this as? I mean, you don't see it as one-sided. Do you, do you believe that this is a beatdown by, by Regis Progre, or do you expect a, a war in Maryland on April 17th? Uh, I don't know, man. Um, you know, I, I definitely think I'm going to win. I never think I'm going to lose the fight, of course, you know. Um, but I don't think, I don't see how they think it's a one-sided. But, of course, I know Bo Mack like to talk shit. That's how he is. That's what he do. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it's supposed to be, you know. And usually I talk shit, but I'm a little tired right now. So I don't even feel like going in that with them right now. But, you know, eventually I'll get back up. But I think it's going to be a great fight, and, you know, I just can't wait. Do you believe you win this fight by knockout? Uh, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't see how he can... If he got stopped by um, Jose Ramirez, I, I hit way harder than Jose Ramirez, and he knows that. People know that. You know, I'm probably the hardest puncher in the division right now. So, um, you know, we'll see. But if not, then you know, if I go to decision and beat him on points, that's cool too. It don't matter. Maurice Hooker, see you smiling there. See you smiling. This is a fight you can really get your teeth into. I know you and the team really excited about this fight. Oh yeah, man, it's a it's a good fight. Uh, like I, like he said, he's a former world champion. I'm a former world champion. Uh, he's one of the best at 140 right now. Even he don't have a title, but you know I want to go out there and show the world that I'm, I'm the best at 140. You know that fight with Jose Ramirez. It was a, you know he gave me with a good shot. I lost, but I just want to focus. And you know, I I just wanted to fight. But this time right here, this fight right here, we're gonna see. We're gonna see a different Mars Hooker. I want, tried to show the word my last fight, but it ended in the first round. But I want to show them the new most hurt, the style that uh, my team, my new team, we've been working on, you know. But it's a good fight, you know. People don't want to miss this fight because I'm coming. And I know he's coming, but I'm going to win. Two aggressive guys, two punches, of course. Right. They fancy they win this fight by knockout. I know your, your new man to the left thinks this is an easy night's work for Maurice right. Hooker. Are you expecting that? Or do you expect the knockout on April 17? Or are you expecting a, a tough, tough, long battle? I don't want to say no tough, tough, long battle. I'm going to go in there and do my thing, you know, listen to the game plan with my coach, you know, take it round by round. And um, I will come out on top, you know. If the knockout there, I'm going to go for it. If it's not, I'm going to cruise to the victory. You've seen the response from this fight. We know multiple networks were trying to land this fight. It lands on the zone, of course. Do you feel that, although no fault of their own, you know, with Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor, all of a sudden this fight becomes really the fight for the 140-pound division? To me, I, I, I feel like this fight way bigger than Jose and uh, Josh Taylor fight. And where were they fighting? I mean, we, we, we both are very inside fighters. We both come to fight. We, 
I mean, we both gonna meet each other in the middle of the ring and do what we had to do to come out with the victory. And uh, Josh telling them and uh, Jose, they got mandatories after mandatories and a lot of fights, like you said, people don't want to see. You know, they want to see fights like this. The fights get made. The fights with two two top guys fight each other. Appreciate that, Mo. Regis, if you could pass the uh, microphone to Lou DeBella. Lou, Bomax says you can't, you just can't win against him. I know you really fancy this fight. You wanted to land Regis a big fight. You've done it, and you believe he wins this fight in style on April 17th. Well, first of all, since I promoted him right from the beginning, um, it was never like, he never was like picky about who he fought. It was always like, tell me who I'm fighting and how much. And then with Churchill, I mean, Sam and, and, and Pete Regis, they've never like, they went into the World Boxing Super Series because it forced the hand of the guys that had the belts. And it gave him the opportunity to fight a bunch of big fights. That's why he wanted to go in there. And as soon as the tournament ended, he, I mean, he was hungry. He was back in the gym within like days. It was crazy. And the people around him were like, make the biggest fight you can make. And I got to say, like, credit to this guy and Bomek and the people now working with him. I called Dino, and within four hours, about, he came back and said, Maurice likes to fight. Bomek likes to fight. Let's get this done. And, um, and we were able to get it done. Thank you. Uh, and thank the zone. And um, this is what it's all about. And you know what? Forget about like a belt not being at the line. This, these are the two best guys at 140 available to fight one another. Jose Ramirez got a mandatory. He's going to be a big favorite. Um, Josh Taylor announced his fight today. I don't see how the other guy has any chance at all. Um, those really are going to be sort of like dancing with the stars as opposed to fights. This is a fight. And this is a fight they both need to win. They're both coming off an L. Neither one of these guys is used to losing. And to get in there and lay it all on the line against another guy that they know is at the top of the division, it's what boxing's supposed to be all about. And, um, and frankly, at, at, at the catch weight, because it's going to be at 143, we, we, we would have fought it at 140 for an elimination, but it's going to be at 143, that's fine. It, the attitude on this side of the table was what I was told, go make it at the weight you have to make it at. Because you, we're going to win the fight. Do you think these guys now having won world championships just want to have those big fights? Possibility, of course, for the winner of this fight to even move to 47 as well. I mean, Mikey Garcia, Devin Haney at 140, whatever. But do you think now with everything they've achieved, it's just about the biggest fights out there? Look, everyone knows titles still matter. He wants belts. He wants belts. Titles still matter. But the, at the same time, there are 17 motherfuckers walking around in weight classes saying that they're a world champion. And right now, what you got in this fight is you got two known commodities, two known names, two big names in boxing that are perceived to be in the top four of their weight class. Because these guys, right, if you want to give the benefit of the doubt to Ramirez and, 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 and Taylor that they have the belts, they're one and two. Well, you got three and four over here. And three and four are going to fight each other, not somebody with a name that I never heard of and can't write or pronounce that never doesn't really deserve the right to be in the ring with a champion. These guys are both champions. They're getting in the ring. And, and it's a huge, huge move for the winner because he's right back on top. But it's a big fucking step back for the loser. So these guys are putting everything on the line, and that's why I got so much respect for the guy over there because I know Mo Hooker is a terrific fighter and a terrific competitor. I promoted a number of his fights early in his career. He's a good dude, too. This guy right here would fight King fucking Kong if you told him where and gave him the right number. And, and that's what this is all about, man. We're, like, it's giving the fans what they deserve to see. The best fighting the best. 
Just obviously, we are pre-Watershed. I'd like to take this opportunity for our younger fans watching this stream live on the zone to apologise for the uh, the language from Mr. Debella there. He's, he's very excited. And Sam, uh, we know you are Regis's biggest fan officially, and uh, pleased to land this fight. What you feel is the perfect fight and the perfect time for Regis Program. Thanks, Eddie. I mean, look, I, there's no doubt and there's no secret. I wanted this fight for Regis as soon as as some of the names in the division started clearing up or the names started, you know, mandatory started being uh, obvious and uh, all the names were being fought against each other. So I think Maurice is a, uh, is a name that I truly believe is a great fight for Regis and uh, super confident we'll win it. And as I told Womack two days ago, we're going to get it done. He texted me to sign the contract. Contract signed. Good luck. Fully believe your man got the beating of Maurice Hooker on April 17th. You'll see. I think it's, it's a much easier fight than, than most people believe it'll be. I'm going to start with uh, Dino Duva. Dino, Rock Nation, pleasure to be working with you again on Maurice. Again, you know, we had that what you may call, I mean, he made it look easy on December the 20th in uh, Phoenix. Now this is it, rolling the dice again. You know, we had the massive fight with uh, Ramirez. You rolled the dice there and straight back rolling it again. You've got to give Maurice a lot of credit for taking this fight. Yeah, I mean, look, as everybody has said, Eddie, Lou, this, this is what boxing's about. Um, these two guys legitimately are champion-level fighters. They're champions. With, with all due respect to Ramirez and, and Taylor, you know, they're recognized as the champions and they're great fighters. But keep in mind, both of these guys are coming off fights with, with those two champions that legitimately could have gone either way. Even though Maurice got stopped against Ramirez, it was a back-and-forth war. Ramirez got the better of him that night, and someday Maurice is going to revenge that. Regis, his fight against Taylor could have gone either way. The 140-pound division is really a unique division where you have four fighters who I believe can be interchangeable. And that's what makes it so exciting to see these two guys who aren't the champions, they just lost their titles, fighting each other, and they really need to be commended. Eddie, wonderful job putting this fight together. Thanks to DAZN for putting this together. And you know what? People also have to start recognizing the fights and quality of shows that Matchroom and DAZN are putting on. And you know, one big thing, they've never asked for an extra dollar than the monthly subscription. You see this pay-per-view fight from the other night which was a great fight going in, all, all respect to that. But the pay-per-view numbers, realistically, were disappointing. And it's going to change the scope of the business a lot. But the zone has been consistent, monthly subscription, best fights, best events. They need to start getting commended by everybody and for what they're doing. Um, this is a great match. The winner's going to be in a great spot with the championships going forward. And I'm really looking forward to this fight on April 17th. Thank you, Dino Bomack. We're going to leave the last words with you, of course. Something I said to you earlier, I said in the, with the media, I said, you know, one thing we know is this fight is not going to be one-sided. You stopped me straight away. You said, oh, this fight is one-sided. What, what do you see there? What gives you the belief? And what happens on April 17th? See, when I say that, I say that as a trainer. Because uh, you got to, as a good, all great trainers, you got to be understand the style of fight that you're fighting. And I understand his style to the T. So I know what Maurice can do, and I know what he can do. And I know what Maurice can do better than what he can do. 
So that's why I say it's going to be it's going to be a tough fight. He's Creole. He's from from uh, Louisiana. He's tough. His his bloodline is tough. He's a tough kid. He's only tough for so long though. It's going to be one sided after a couple rounds. Yeah, you said you see the the, the dog in Maurice. You see it different man in him since he's joined up with the camp. The hunger. Is, does he just dominate this fight? Does he does he stop Regis progress on April 17th? I say, like I said, it's going to be a one-sided fight. We're not never going there looking for the stoppage. We just go in there looking for the win. If the stoppage come, you better believe we're going to be in shape to stop you. And finally, your uh, adversary Lou Debella, just no chance in getting one up on you in this fight on April 17th. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Not 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 that night. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. But, hey, I, I, t I take my hat off to that team over there. Sam, Lou, Rodriguez, uh, you. I take your hat off to us. It's hard to come up to with a, a good, come up against a, a good team. You're not only fighting him, you fight the city, his peoples, my peoples, Rock Nation. You're fighting everybody. And we know that. We know we're fighting everybody on that side. But I think we got more dog in us than they do. Thank you, Bomac. I tell my you dog's what. over there. And my dog's over there. There's only it's one my guy dog's fighting. over there. <laughs> there we go. There's only there one the guy dog. fighting, though. That's the ring. <laughs> Bomac, Ludabella, Sam, Dino, but of course, more importantly, Maurice and Regis, thank you. Thank you for being here today, and thank you for giving us this great fight. April 17, live on the zone. We're going to have a head-to-head -head up here. And then both guys, both teams available for the media as well. Thanks for coming. Look forward to a great show this weekend and a great card April 17. Thank you. <laughs>